Hi, it's producer Taylor Seeley again. Welcome to part two. This is a bonus segment where I have a candid conversation with an expert about the feelings you might be experiencing during this pandemic. We will sort out what behavior is normal, what's crossing into unhealthy territory, and how to manage these uncertain times. It's not meant to replace professional health advice, but it is helpful for the basics. If you're confused right now, you might need to go listen to the previous episode. If you don't remember me sharing stories about all the acts of kindness happening locally, then pause this and go listen to that one first. If you have heard that episode, then on we go. Can I have you introduce yourself with your name and your title? Yes, I am Michelle Shiota, and I'm an associate professor in the Department of Psychology at Arizona State University. One of the things that I like to take off the table right away in conversations like these is the idea that some emotions are okay or good and other emotions are not okay or bad. And it it sounds a lot like something you might hear in a yoga class or a child's book, all our emotions are okay, all emotions are welcome here. But it needs to be true. In one way or another, our emotions are useful. We have emotions as a species because they let us know about something that's going on in an environment that we need to respond to. So you may be wondering, what is normal? In this particular situation, it is normal and understandable to feel grief, to feel sadness, to feel hopelessness, anger, fear. All of these things are are entirely natural and understandable responses to the situation. Um, shame, guilt are natural and understandable responses because many of us feel like we are not being our best selves right now in a situation where it is essentially impossible to be your best self. It is also understandable and natural and healthy to feel humor and joy and peacefulness and love. And the goal of emotion management during this time is to try to feel some more of those more pleasant, desirable emotions and fewer of the emotions that aren't so fun. I don't think it's realistic to aim for always feeling the pleasant, happy, fun emotions and never having the unpleasant ones. That sounds like denial to me. Where is that line? How does one know when they've crossed the territory, crossed into the territory of unhealthy? I think a useful way to think about that is less in terms of emotions and the way that they feel and more in terms of the behavior. So anger crosses a line when you are hurting or abusing other people, certainly physically, but, but even verbally. Fear is getting out of hand when it paralyzes you and stops you from doing any of the healthy things that we can be doing to maintain our well-being. If you are so terrified that you are frightened of opening the window, if you are frightened of leaving the house and going for a walk by yourself in an isolated area, that is too much fear. 
I want to repeat one thing Michelle just said in case you missed it. Fear is getting out of hand when it paralyzes you from doing the healthy things that you're allowed to do to maintain well-being. So she's not saying fear of going into an excessively crowded grocery store, for example, is out of hand. She actually elaborated on the importance of fear later in our interview. There's an assumption that negative emotions are bad, and particularly that fear is bad, that fear is weakness, that fear is giving up, that somehow being frightened is an abdication of your own strength. And although I understand where that comes from historically, particularly in the more rural Western parts of the United States, I think that that can really be taken to an unhealthy extreme. We have fear, we humans, mammals, have the capability of experiencing fear as a warning signal that we are in a dangerous situation where our behavior should be geared towards saving our lives and the lives of those that we love. This is one of those situations. But what if what you're feeling is more dread or misery, not fear? In terms of sadness and depression, one day where you feel like you can't get out of bed occasionally, probably kind of natural right now. And I have those days. I don't know very many people who don't have those days right now. And, and not everyone has the luxury of doing that. If you have children at home, that's not an option. If you have work that absolutely has to get done, whether it's at home or outside the home, that may not be an option. The crucial thing is when those days come, when you feel like today is a day that you just don't want to deal with getting out of bed and facing the world. You may have to do it, but it's a day to be gentle with yourself. It's a day for some little treats, healthy ones. It's a day for making and finding moments in the world, in your day, in your sphere of possibility that you can savor. Those simple moments alleviate the stress even if it's just for a few minutes and allow you to regenerate a little bit and then come back to the reality of the difficulties of the situation with a little bit of renewed energy. But as you go forward, attempting to find more positivity in your day-to-day, -day, understand that it's inevitably going to be a flawed process. My worry is that we try to become emotion regulation perfectionists. And we idealize people who manage to stay perky and cheerful and productive and content and calm throughout the months that this may continue and will likely continue in one form or another. I think what we need to be doing is saying, here are some tools that you can use to be the best version of yourself that's realistic in this extremely difficult situation. And then also pat ourselves on the back and give ourselves on the hug 
on the days where we don't reach those ideals because those days are going to be there and that has to be okay. There will be days where we're not the perfect employee, where we're not the perfect partner or spouse, where we are far from the perfect parent. Many of us are trying to be elementary school teachers in ways that we simply were not trained for. The expectations are impossible to meet right now. And patience with ourselves needs to be part of our emotion regulation package. So kind of what I'm gathering from what you're saying, like the overarching message that I'm hearing is just an emphatic need to be gracious with yourself and compassionate. Absolutely. Well, that's all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus segment of Valley 101. I wish you all the happiness and health in the world. 